Welcome to Life Happens, where Texans come to protect their legacy and prepare for the second half of life. Join your host, attorney Kim Hegwood of Your Legacy Legal Care and our weekly guest as we navigate the challenges that emerge as life happens. Now here's your host, Kim Hegwood. Good morning and welcome to Life Happens with me, Kim Hegwood, and our very special guest today is Kimberly Massey. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here. Now, you have some good things that we want to talk about today, so it's going to be our pleasure all the way around. And so, because one of the things, you're a social worker, so, and a caregiver, so you've been doing all the things that, you know, we talk about, you know, on the podcast. And so, but today we're going to talk about um, sharing and caring, a guide to make and keep caregiving personal. So, and you've done, done a lot of work in this particular area, haven't you? Well, I, my social work career has taken me far and wide. Um, but nothing has been as personal as the experience that we're going through right now with my father. Um, my mother, my mother-in-law also had Parkinson's. And so, you know, people we care about all around us are experiencing this type of thing. And so really my, my background as a social worker fits in well with what our family's going through right now, but I'm still first and foremost, the daughter of someone who is struggling with dementia. Now, it's my understanding that you're trying to keep dad home as long as possible. Mm -hmm. That's right. And um, did you get a lot of pushback? Because in my practice, it seems like we get more pushback from men than women when it comes to to helping. Well, we have a pretty good team here helping to work with my dad. My mom and dad are still married after 60 years, and so she's there in the home with him. However, we know that if she were to be a full-time caregiver all by herself, you know, it's just, it's too much for any one person, much less someone who has their own um, physical limitations. Um, I am nearby and I help very regularly with my parents and my sister's also nearby and she is in a couple times a week. And even right now, my brother is in from Michigan um, because he has a, a sabbatical during the winter there, he works outside. And so we're fortunate that we do have people that my folks can rely on. Um, I think it's a given that we all want dad to stay home as long as possible. And um, that's really what happens the most here in Mississippi. We have a lot of long waiting lists for nursing homes and uh, for those who need it for Medicaid waivers and you have to be prepared one way or another until either health problems cause you to need nursing home care or, you know, anything like that. But um, we just know it's a better environment all around if you can keep your loved one at home as long as possible. So do you, besides you kids helping, have, do you have other outside help coming as well? Last summer we started um, bringing in an agency and uh, having somebody once or twice a week. And uh, like I said, my brother's in town right now. And so we actually have a lot of hands because when he's here, he likes to really be there for my parents. Um, but as soon as he leaves, we'll be increasing the amount of time we have a caregiver in the home um, outside of just family. Definitely reaching that point. So do you think your experience as a social worker, you know, gave you a leg up when it came to, you know, to helping, you know, family members? You know, that's, that's a good question. Um, 
as a social worker for a lot of years, I heard that we speak for people who cannot speak for themselves. And one of the things that I've realized just over the course of my career, and especially with it being so personal now, is really we're speaking for people when the system doesn't work for them any longer. And I definitely think my experience in advocacy and I'm very tenacious. That's where the name of my um, my company or group, uh, whatever you want to call it, my, my program is Tenacious Hearts because it's as a social worker, you're taught you do everything you can for the person in your in your care over, under, around, or through. Um, so I think that that tenacity probably is part of what helps my family the most. I haven't been a social worker in the um, style of those who work in, say, disability services or Medicare, Medicaid, or even a hospital. I've been an administrative social worker. I create programs um, and uh, implement programs for teenagers, young adults, families. Like I said, I've had a pretty storied career. Um, so, so that experience is a little bit different, but I definitely think the education and training has helped, like I said, at the very least with just knocking on doors until we get an answer somewhere. So what has been your experience with home care, personal caregiving for your dad that has dementia? I am in Mississippi. Um, we are not known for a state that has a whole lot of resources. Um, our experience so far has been that there are people with wonderful hearts. We have been exposed to a lot of people who care very much for their patients and the families and what they do. The drawback to what we've had to face is um, the agencies that we've worked with, I'm, I'm not for sure I could say that they're supporting their team 100%. I, one of the things that has concerned us is there's been a lot of caregivers coming in and out of my parents' home, and that's with them just having someone once or twice a week. It's rarely been the same person. And for someone with dementia, we really feel like a little bit of consistency would be very key. And We've not achieved that yet. We're looking into some more places to see if we could find a better balance there. Um, but also, while the people that have come in have been lovely and nice and caring and have a big heart, I feel like there may be a lack of some training and having a good understanding of the difference between dementia and some of the other things that might require care. Um, there seems to be a little bit of a disconnect or um, lack of knowledge about the extent and how what you see might be deceiving. Um, we unfortunately had a situation where a caregiver left my dad alone and we had expressed that we no longer leave him alone. We, we do feel it would be a safety risk and he left five minutes early <laughs> and we just he had phone numbers and everything else to contact you know, if there was a problem. And so we were just a little surprised that there was that type of a disconnect. 
yeah, that's kind of shocking. <laughs> so, you know, like even five minutes um, can make a world of difference in, in what someone does because it's almost like having a toddler. They can find more trouble to get into. <laughs> and so, and, um, and so, so when you're talking about, you know, you know, personal, you know, making caregiving very personal, um, how does history come into play? Like, you know, what were they like when they were young, when they, parents first met, you know, then having children and, you know, that kind of that life experiences, right. how does that help someone do a better job of taking care of, of someone that has dementia? One of the things that we feel like is important and it's helped us a little bit, just even as family with my dad is we know it's getting harder and harder for him to communicate. You know, we know that um, sometimes he loses his words or, um, he has all of his words, but forgets what he was about to say. Um, but we have prompts for him. You know, we know the types of stories he likes to tell. And we know, um, for example, about the pets and the pets he's had in the past that we may can distract him with or, or give him a story. And we know that isolation is one of the biggest problems that starts to really set in for people with dementia and for their caregivers. And I think just from a human perspective, part of that is because um, we're unfamiliar with building that type of relationship and we're uncomfortable being around someone who may have a very serious illness and knowing how to still be vulnerable to that person. So we, in my case, I just wanted to try to give anybody who was around my dad a tool First of all, if there was an emergency situation, everything they could possibly need would be at their fingertips. You know, what medications, um, conditions, phone number of the house, address of the house, things that I know that would probably jump out of my mind the minute there was a big emergency. So all that is, is um, something that we wanted to make sure was available for people. But we also have included stories and tried to give a background of who my dad is. Um, everything from his previous career as a radio broadcaster. So that tells you he loved to talk <laughs> um, to places that he enjoyed going on vacation and um, just some ideas to help a conversation keep going. Um, if if he gets stalled, if he, if he gets stuck. Perfect. And so because of this, because you, because you feel this is so important for someone to really, really know the person they were in order to help them, you know, go through the process, you created a workbook for families. So that's what we're going to talk about now. So can you tell us a little bit about it and then, uh, and we'll tell, tell people where they can get it. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, so this is this is brand new. Um, I actually have an author's copy here and I'm excited to be sharing it with people. Um, but the name of the book is Sharing is Caring, a guided journal to um, make and keep caregiving personal. And as I was sharing, we wanted to have this information on hand for our family um, for those emergencies and for that connection. And the workbook um, has that information for those um, for those emergency medical times. But some of the questions that are in there include, you know, 
where's the remote control kept in the house? <laughs> uh, a lot of families with someone with dementia have to hide the remote control. And it can be very distressing when that person wants to watch TV and the caregiver, the primary caregiver is gone and the secondary caregiver can't turn on the TV. Um, it has information about what their loved one likes to eat or maybe no longer cares for. Um, their their tastes change, change over time. And so someone who may have loved hamburgers may now really prefer a BLT. Uh, so there's places to document those types of changes. Um, and then, like I said, the background and history, where did they grow up? What was their career? What hobbies do they enjoy doing? Um, so really to be as comprehensive and interesting without being overwhelming. I found and, and I hated it at the time that I wasn't, I didn't have enough, you know, snap of the time to have that recorder. But my grandfather um, was sitting on the porch with me one day and he, and I asked him, I said, you know, I said, you know, I knew you were in the military. I said, but nobody talks about it. What did you do? You know, and he started talking about it and it was so fascinating. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, it, you know, so I sat there for, God, over an hour listening to him talk about the different things and everything. And then, you know, later on, because then he had to go in the house and had to you know, take care of him. And, and I was like, oh, man, that would have been so nice to have that recorded. And so, and, and you know, and with technology today, we encourage people to do all that stuff, you know, record all those videos and things like that, because it's just, you know, it goes along with, you know, keeping things personal to really get a feel for, you know, for different things that they had. And so it's interesting that your dad was a radio broadcast. Do you have any of his old uh, shows and stuff that he can listen to? We have had. Um, my my family's moved a couple times and he had quite a few tapes. His main passion was actually sports broadcasting. Uh, high school and junior college sports, you name it, he did it. Um, so we had a lot of tapes with him doing ball games, but they were cassette tapes. <laughs> so we'd have to find someone who could do digital, um, switch it over to digital uh, sound. We have articles, um, though, that have been written on him. Uh, he was named the um, favorite amateur sports broadcaster in the state. Um, and... I'll brag a little bit, one by a landslide, because he just put a lot into into his work. So we have different documentation, although Good. we may have easy access to his um, his actual content. All right, Kimberly. So tell everybody where they can find you and then tell everybody where they can find the book. All right. Thank you. Um, well, you can definitely get in contact with me and take a look around some blog articles and send a note or an email. Uh, at my website, it is www.tenacious-parts.com, and I'll spell that out, um, T-E-N-A-C-I-O-U-S-Parts, H-E-A-R-T-S.com, and if you want to get in contact with me individually, I'm happy to get emails. I love to connect with people and learn what what your life is like and, and how we can work together to, to make things better for everybody with Alzheimer's dementia. Uh, my email is Kimberly at tenacious-hearts.com and Kimberly is spelled K-I-M-B-E-R-L-Y.
Okay, and the name of the book again? The name of the book is Sharing is Caring, a guided journal to make and keep caregiving personal. Perfect. All right, tell them where it's going to be. Well, you can get a PDF copy on my website um, and you will you can get a copy of it from Amazon.com. Perfect. Thanks so much, Kimberly. It's been a pleasure in uh, talking to you today. And uh, so we look forward to uh, uh, getting that copy of that book. Great. Thank you so much. It's been a, just a pleasure being here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Happens with Kim Hegwood. Be sure to tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. wherever you listen to your podcasts as we navigate through the challenges that emerge as life happens. The content of this podcast does not establish an attorney-client relationship or constitute attorney-client privilege, legal, medical, financial, or any other professional advice.